Thank God it's Friday. Yes, indeed. Thank God it's Friday. Hey, I'm Brooks Brewer. It's time for Brewers Briefing. I'm going to brief you on what's happening in the world of news, the way I see it anyway. And I'd love for you to get involved. All right, you want to get in here? Come on in, you people. Righty, crew. Y'all can also get involved by uh, giving us a call on the brew lines or a text on the text line. 918-756-3646 is the number. Log it in. Put it in your speed dial. 918-756. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's 3646. Good Friday morning to you. Welcome to the Friday and welcome to the show. It is November the 10th and a beautiful morning outside. We'll take a look at that weather forecast. We do podcast this program. It's Brewers Briefing. It's out there in all the podcast places. So check it out. And glad to have you with us this morning. And do get involved. I'd love to hear from you. Always appreciate your text messages, whether it's just good morning, Brewer, as Tony has done this morning. Let me see. What do we got? We got people coming in here on the text line. Let's see what we got. Got some people sending me links to videos. We got happy Feel Good Friday, Brewer. Hi, Tony. How are you? Thanks for coming in here this morning. Here's another somebody. Good morning. What do you think about the government taking over the Internet? The FCC votes on it next week. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that. There's Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi, David. Hi, everyone. How the heck are you? I hope you're doing fantastically, and I appreciate you showing up today. That's awesome. You guys are awesome like that. You didn't have to be here, and, well, here you are. That's fantastic. Let's take a look at the weather forecast, see what we got today. What do we got? What do we got? 42 currently. That's cool. I hadn't even been outside yet. So they're just hanging out inside 63 today for the high temperature sunshine. That's pretty awesome. North winds at five. I love that. Partly cloudy tonight, 41, 60 for tomorrow veterans day. And I just want to say, I think appreciate all you veterans out there. Appreciate your service. I really do. Y'all are amazing. So thank you. 60 degrees for veterans day. All that stuff's going to be happening. It's going to be pretty east winds at five, 40 overnight Sunday, 65 and calm. Same for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mid-60s, sunshine, and uh, just some southerly breezes. Pretty dead gum nice. I'm loving that deal right there. Aren't you? I know it. What are the temperatures around the state, you ask? I don't know. Let me see what they are. We got 30s in the Panhandle. There's a 31 in Hooker and a 26 in Beaver. Oh, my gosh. Cold up there. So a little, little, little cold spot. We got 52 down in the south. Idabel and Valiant. Broken bow, 50s. Everybody else is in the 40s up around the hair and got some 30s over yondo. So that's what we have. Good morning to you. Thanks for coming in here. Great day. Going to be a good day. It's Friday. It's Feel Good Friday. It's fantastic. Finally, Feel Good Friday here in uh, in our in our world. So anyway, what do we got happening in news today? What is today? Today's, today's Friday. I said that already, didn't I? I've got to get, get rolling here. Where are we going to start? I don't even know. What do you, what do you want to start talking about today? You want to st- let's talk a little bit about the um, the debate. Did you watch the debate the other night? I happened to watch it. I did watch it, and I thought it was uh, had some entertaining moments for sure. And uh, <laughs> it was done by NBC and Vivek Ramaswamy came out. I mean, hitting hard with this opening statement. He won the whole debate with his opening statement, pretty much. Everybody was asked, who won the debate? Everybody always wondered, who won the debate? Who won the debate? Well, 
Jenna Ellis asked asked this on on X. Who won the debate? She was the former Trump attorney. Sixty nine percent of her respondents, which is twenty three thousand people, said Vivek Ramaswamy overwhelmingly won the debate. Ron DeSantis came in second, followed by Nikki Haley and then Tim Scott. And uh, so I'm going to play. I'm going to play in case you you didn't hear. You might have heard it. You might not. I mean, if you did, it's, it's worth hearing again. The opening statement from Vivek Ramaswamy was, well, it just captured the internet. Let's just, let's just start there and comment upon this. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. We've got Kristen Welker here. You think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Boom. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to Governor, Governor Christie. <laughs> Whoa, he said, we have losers. We've become the party of losers. It, it sounds just like Trump. Remember Trump? I was looking for the little the deal. I used to have a, a, a Trump thing that said, we have losers. We have losers. Anyway, Trump used to say that. Um, so he came out, boy, hitting hard, right? I mean, just like right out of the gate. He, he was attacking Rona McDaniel, Rona, whatever the hell her name is, the head of the RNC. She's, and it's true that there's a bunch of losing going on in the, in the Republican deal. And then he attacks the media and he's like, what are we doing having a bunch of Democrats up here with the Republican debate? They would never do that on their side of the thing. And, uh, so that people like that people, they like that fire. I, I, some people like it. And, and, uh, he had some really hard hitting punchy, uh, statements. Now I don't think he's the right guy for president, but he's smart and he's articulate and, uh, he, he's, he's not having to read it. I mean, he, he's, he's a smart guy. One of the other famous lines he had, in the night, because he was him and he, he was going after Nikki Haley, pretty pretty hard, and uh, he, <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was hilarious. He said, "You know, do we really need Dick Cheney in three inch heels?" I mean, he was talking about uh, what's her name, Nikki Haley. She's just a, a rhino establishment type, like a Dick Cheney. You remember Dick Cheney? 
I mean, you talk about establishment Republican. <sighs> Mercy. So we got a Dick Cheney in heels. <laughs> That's an awesome statement right there. That is hilarious. That's what that is. Um, so anyway, that, that was some of the highlights uh, of the deal uh, the other night, whenever that was. Did anybody else watch? Did y'all watch that deal? Uh, uh, somebody's calling in here. Who's who's calling me? I don't think this is for Tradio. I think this is a something else. We're just going to decline that deal right there. So anyway, I th it, 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 you know, I, I, DeSantis is still my favorite on the stage. There, you know, uh, the only thing I got against DeSantis really, he's got a weird smile. Have you noticed? Like the dude. He's got this funky smile. Some people have trouble smiling. I don't know if you knew that or not. It's a, some people just can't smile. Like, you know, they, they, anyway, he's got those, well, those weird fake looking smiles. He's a good looking guy. And I like his policies, but he's got this weird kind of smile thing going on. Anyway, I, I guess you can't help it. You know, I don't, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Somebody responding here uh, says, yes. Then her comeback. Her comeback was something like uh, these heels, they're five-inch heels, and they're used for ammunition uh, or something like that. It's like, what? They're they're used for ammunition? Okay. Anyway, so, I don't know. She tried to come back. I didn't think her comeback was quite as good as Dick Cheney and heels. I mean, that's hard to come. That's hard to get up off the floor on that deal. And then, and then he said something to her about her daughter on TikTok, and the, the crowd booed, and she called him scum on the mic. Right after that, you keep my daughter's name out of your voice, she said. And and they, you scum. And anyway, so there was a lot of back. Of course, they're, they're tied pretty much. It's Ramaswamy and Haley. And so they're going at each other. Anyway, it, it was, it was a pretty good debate. I mean, there was, there was pretty good stuff out there. I thought pretty interesting. You could see some stuff anyway. So there was that anyway, that, that, that was pretty funny. Uh, and so, so speaking of that, and this is so dumb. This is hilarious. NBC did a little fact-checking on the night, and they're fact-checking Ron DeSantis. Uh, Ron DeSantis said, I sent planes over to Israel, and I brought back over 700 people to safety because, well, our government left them over there. Like, well, sorry, <laughs> we're just the United States government. We can't help you. So DeSantis stepped up and said, yeah, I'll do something. So he did, and he said, I sent planes over to Israel, and I brought back over 700 people to safety. NBC fact checkers be like, DeSantis didn't actually pilot the airplanes over to Israel himself. Checkmate. Because here's what the fact check says. Well, this is half true. DeSantis signed an executive order that allowed the Florida Division of Emergency Management to pay for Americans in Israel to fly back to the U.S. But the flights were organized by a nonprofit, and DeSantis' primary role was to fund the flights. Nearly 700 people were evacuated, according to the governor's office. Well, what do you mean it's half true? <laughs> he said, I, I sent planes over to Israel to bring people back. 700 people were brought back. I mean, he's not saying he flew the planes. We know that, you know, he organized it. He paid, he helped to get it together. It, but, but the NBC come, well, that's half true. Actually another organization in conjunction with him and he did pay for it and all that. But anyway, it's like, oh my gosh. So stupid. And, and that's who that's who narrated the deal was NBC. Uh so what else happened during the deal? What else we got? We got uh 
CNN poll saying that, of course, Joe Biden is, is trouncing. No, no, Trump is beating Joe Biden in all the swing states. We heard about all that already. So that, that's, is that all I've got in politics? You got to be kidding me. That's a little scary. The show may end early. Oh, what else we got happening out there? What was, oh, we, we had this alarm happening. What was it, yesterday? It was the day of jihad, I guess. I don't know. I didn't hear anything happen. All possible cities, uh, sites of production, headquarters, uh, so on and so forth. Did, did anybody else hear anything? I mean, I don't know everything. I know. I'm still working on it. But I didn't I didn't hear any major issues with any of the big cities or anything like that. And I know there was a big, there was a big advisory out, nationwide advisory was yesterday. I, and I didn't hear anything big time happening on that deal. Maybe you guys did. If you did, let me know. Okay. All right. All right. What else we got happening out there? Hamas, Israeli war. Hamas leaders want permanent war. No interest in governing Gaza whatsoever. I mean, these people that think, if they do think that Gaza, that Hamas is interested in some kind of two-state solution and all, I mean, it's, it's, it's so idiotic to see some of the people and how they, they're, they're viewing this thing as if there, there is some two-state solution. I never, ever, ever thought that was a good idea because it's not biblical. I mean, that's just not the way it's going to be. And they don't want it anyway. The Palestinians don't want two states. They want the whole state. From the river to the sea. That's what they want. Now, they chant it and they sing it. And now they come out and say, hey, no, we, we want permanent war here. Top leaders of Hamas admitted the group's desire to engage in a permanent war in Israel to prop up the Palestinian cause while showing no interest in governing the Gaza Strip, or improving the lives of the 2 million residents there who live in dire poverty. Yet, I don't know if you've seen it, but the fat cats at the top of Hamas, they live in Qatar, they call it Qatar, and they're billionaires. Billionaires living the life of luxury, sending all their rats to try to destroy Israel while they're high and dry where they're living the lifestyle. And, and the residents of, of Gaza are, are starving to death. Because they're taking all the damn money, billions of dollars, and they're putting together, you know, missiles and rockets and tunnels. And it's all about killing Jews. That's what they want to do. They don't want to govern there. They don't want to make resorts on the beach. And no, they are, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're barbarians. That's what they want to do. And people have to wake up to this stuff. Like, anyway. Um, so, so here's some, some professor in the United States is, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Anyways, something like that. He's a professor at Moore Park college. Uh, he's the guy allegedly that hit the Jewish man with the megaphone that caused him to die from his injuries. And here's what he's saying about condemning Hamas. If someone asked me to condemn Hamas, I would say, what's the rush? Let's let history decide. Okay, so if somebody asked him to condemn Hamas, he would say, what is the rush? Let's just history decide whether they should be condemned or not. I mean, on, and he goes on to talk about, you know, we, you condemn Mandela until you didn't, and you condemn Mahatma Gandhi until you didn't. Let's just wait and see if we should condemn Hamas. I mean, you know, people like this are... I don't know. They disgust me. Ultimate disgust for these vermin of human vermin. What these people are? They're 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 so scummy. I mean, 
I was watching a, an interview this morning with uh, Pierce Morgan and uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Doug. He's a British guy. He's very smart. He's a journalist. He goes all over the world and he's very smart. Very Doug. I don't have it in front of me. And he was he, he got to see the unedited version of the videos of the attack on October 7th. And he's like, man, you, you know, it's it is so bad what these barbarians did. And then you've got, oh, I, I want to say bad words. Where's my my button, my bleep? The son of gets on, 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 on Twitter, TikTok or whatever he's on here, American professor. And like, well, it's just, let's just wait. We don't, we, maybe we, it's too early to condemn Hamas and what they did. And it's so disgusting. I mean, the things that they did to these innocent human beings, and yet you got these boneheads like this. And then you've got, and now this is a professor in our college, right? Somewhere in the United States teaching this to the young people. And the young people don't even know. Like, I think most of our young people that are in the streets chanting from the river to the sea don't know what the hell they're talking about. I, I want to believe that they don't know at all what you're talking about. You know, and, and it's, I hope you don't know anybody that's supporting that stuff. Uh, you know, I don't. And I don't want to know anybody that's supporting it, but I see it on our college campuses and young people. And I think, man, they're just ignorant. They just don't know the real story. But anyway, the real story is Hamas wants permanent war with Israel. And that's what they, that's what they're probably going to get until we wipe them out. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. Israel's going to wipe them out and then they'll be fighting somebody else, I guess. In addition to this. So, so now we've got between 42, I've seen 42, I've seen 46, reported attacks on U.S. forces in the wake of this war so in, in the last month, 42. How many times have we responded? Twice that I know of. And we responded by hitting their weapons uh, depots in Syria. They shot down a drone in Yemen, a U.S. drone, I think, yesterday. They've attacked our bases. We've had 21 service members injured. And one contractor dead so far. And we are barely responding. And so what happens that, that emboldens these animals and they want to do more. Because like, well, there's nothing they're going to do. They're, we can just continue to hit and hit and strike and strike and try to kill Americans. And the Biden administration is just going to sit on their heels and hit a little thump over there and throw a little bomb over there. But they're not serious. And it emboldens these animals. And that's what... This Biden administration does not understand. I don't think most Democrats understand it. I don't know. You know, it's, you have to, you have to display strength, man. Okay. And commitment and conviction. And that's not being conveyed. What's being conveyed is you have to show us the right pronouns. You call us by the right pronouns. That's what's being conveyed. Not strength, technology and weaponry and, and fortitude and conviction, and that's what we need so desperately because this is going to get more Americans killed by this weakness that we're seeing from the Biden administration. As a matter of fact, that that came up somewhere. Let me go Let me go to over here because Lloyd Austin, I think is his name. Is that his name? Our general dude from the Pentagon. He was saying there, this is going to cause Americans... Uh, to be brought home in body bags because of all the weaknesses being shown. Where, where is all that brewer? I had to find my stories. I got it somewhere. I know I do, but anyway, that's the point of it is 
Weakness is encouraging these animals to continue. And, and we got we got to stop it right there. Stop it. Stop it. All right, taking a quick break. We're coming back with more of this program. You don't want to miss not one single minute. It is 826, and it's Friday. It's feel-good Friday. You got any feel-good stories out there, anybody? I'm looking around. I don't see anything. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. It's Friday. The weekend's coming. It's going to be fantastic, and that's that's worth feeling good about. I hope you're feeling good today. I really, really do. Have you heard about this? Joe Manchin is saying now he's he's not running uh, to uh, to in for the Senate again. Joe Manchin up in West Virginia is throwing the Senate into a, uh, a lather this morning. He's uh, he he knows he can't win, I guess, and he's now thinking about a presidential run. I, that's from what I hear. They're talking about a Manchin Romney ticket. By gosh. And uh, <laughs> a couple of losers right there trying to figure it out. But anyway, uh, let me just put it. I got got a double double work here. Got double duty going. Got text. Got day right there. Stuff like it right there. So yeah, that would be stupid. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's getting weirder all the time. But so be it. So be it. Uh, what else does I have to do? Let me see. I ain't got anything else. Is there anything else? We may be finished. No. The presidential debate was the tiniest audience ever, down nearly 50% from the previous deal. Is nobody cares? Is that what it is? Uh, or is it just because it was NBC? Anyway, that was the, the viewership is way down. In education, what do we have in education? Americans are saying the schools should focus on guess what? Math, reading, and writing. Woo! Imagine that survey results come as cultural debates about gender ideology and curriculum can content Royal parents. You know, this should just go without saying, but it, it can't, it's where we are today. It's this weird deal in, in the world, in the Western world. It, and, and are the people in charge so aloof that they have no idea about this? I, I think they, they don't care is what it is. They don't care. They want to push their own agendas, their own little narrative, their own emotional gender ideology, CRT. I mean, they're just trying to radicalize all these kids and brainwash them to their own ideology. It's not, it's not teaching them just the basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, the basics, science, social studies, teach the kids things they need to know. no. There's this whole entourage that want to teach him about LGBTQ plus ISQRSD and, and all this other craziness. And and, I, and somebody sent me a video this morning, one of the listeners, one of you fine listeners out there, sent a video today of a teacher in some school, I don't know where she was, coming out as lesbian. It was some supposed national coming out day or something. And she's teaching her first period class. I came out of the and they're all cheering. Woo! Congratulations! And it's okay. It's like, I mean, can you imagine the idiocy of this? You see where we are in in, a, in the world in, in our. You got to you got a teacher coming out to her little kids in the room, whatever age you are. Hell, it doesn't matter. I just want to let y'all know what my sexual preferences are. You need to know that I'd rather sleep with a woman than with a man. 
Oh boy, let's give it up for you, you idiot. It's so idiotic what the hell we're doing. Why do you need to tell the kids about your sexual preferences? We don't care. All right, keep that to yourself. What's wrong with people? But yet, the kids don't know any better. We should clap. We should love you, Mitch, is what your name. No, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's just, that has no place in the damn classroom. Can I get a, an amen in the back, please? You, you, yes. No place in the classroom whatsoever. We don't care. That's your, you keep that to yourself. The kids don't need to know that. They don't need to know what the hell your sexual preferences are. Never. It's not interesting. Don't care. Don't need to know. Keep it to yourself. But no, this is where we are in our schools. And the parents are just like, hey, teach some writing and some arithmetic and some basics here. Anyway, who got me wound up like that? It's your fault. Uh, got, a, got a couple of texts here on the text line. That's what we got. Good morning, Brooks from Portland, Oregon. Well, good morning to you, by gosh. Said, so let's pray for Israel and America. There is so much evil in this world. Stay strong. Pray hard, you all. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you so much. We are praying for Israel around our home and America and the hostages. Every day. God help them, man. I, 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 I'm... Uh, I just can't even imagine the hell those people are going through. So, and also it says, uh, and P.S., thank you, veterans, for our freedom. And yes, that is right. Veterans Day tomorrow. We appreciate our freedoms. And we can thank the veterans for that. Absolutely. All right. What else is Tony saying? She's got a text here. Did you see that yesterday KTUF Tulsa laid off employees as they are consolidating with Oklahoma City Station? Yes, Tony, I'm I'm uh, intimately involved and, and aware of that situation. I know exactly what you're talking about. KTUL Channel 8 in Tulsa, a Sinclair broadcast station, has laid off the the uh, pretty much the entire news staff. They are consolidating with the Oklahoma City Sinclair station to get all of their news from Oklahoma City. And I don't know exactly the reasons behind all that. I do know that Sinclair, Tulsa has had problems. The KTUL has had problems for years. Of, of different things. They do have a new general manager up there, et cetera, et cetera. But they've decided to consolidate the news uh, programming, and that's what they're doing. So it, they still will have Tulsa News, and it, it's going to be, you know, in Oklahoma City, statewide, it's going to be handling all the news from Oklahoma City. That is true. I did see that. I do know that. Matter of fact, I was the some of the first people to know that, actually, because of my sources my inside sources that I have. But thank you for letting me know about that. Let me know how it affects you down the road, you Tulsa people. And now, all right, there's Joe Manchin saying he won't he won't go for re-election. He's going to travel the country, he says, and, and see what people think. What's happening? Well, he's, he's trying to travel the country, see if anybody wants him to run as president, is what he's doing. Probably not, Joe. We don't need another Joe in the White House, okay? Just move on. Anyway, so yeah, Americans, uh, the parents want, you know, 62% of the parents said they had to focus on the stuff. The next level, 50% said increase teacher pay, then reduce classroom size, then let parents send kids to charter schools and other alternatives using tax dollars. 
And then 25% of the people said to spend more classroom time on social emotional skills. There's always some people out there that want to get, get that in there. Teach them how to be in touch with their emotions. Got to do it. You got to talk like that when you, when you cover those stories. It's, it's, it's mandatory. Some of them want to shorten the summer break and increase the length of the school day. That was on the bottom of the list. <laughs> Kids are like, hey, no, I ain't doing that. Ew. Yeah, well, let me see. So so I've been out of school now for 40 years. My, my, my reunion's coming up. I've been seeing some people posting on uh, social media. About next, uh, we have an alumni every every uh, Easter in Sayre, Sayre High School, where I, I hail from. All 32 of us, or whatever it was in my graduating class, it was somewhere around 30, something like that. I was in the top 30 of my class. Thank you very much. And 40 freaking years going to be this year. Can you believe that? I know, for some of you, it's longer than that, but that's a long time. seemed like a long time. Yes, we got to get back to teaching the kids. This is some stuff, don't we? Hello? Can I get, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, let's see. What time we got? We got any time left? Well, we do, 25 minutes. And uh, we are completely out of news. We have nothing else happening in the news. There's not one single story except for this. Let's jump over here. I'm just now randomly picking stuff out of the out of the air. A UFC fighter, Star Paige Van Zandt, I guess is her name, made more money. In one day on OnlyFans than her whole fighting career. And I don't know how long her career is. I don't follow the MMA and I don't follow OnlyFans, just to let you know. And I, I barely know what it is. It's some sort of a website where women get on there and make money by uh, undressing themselves, I guess. <clears throat> Never been on it. Uh, God is my witness. Uh, but so, so that, yeah, it's some money making it. She spent six years in the MMA. 29-year-old launched her OnlyFans account in 2020. Van Zant, who referred to herself as the queen of OnlyFans, now charges fans $9.99 per month to view her photos. So I guess there's a monthly subscription here. During an appearance on the Barstool Sports podcast titled Only Stands, Van Zant spoke with the people, life-changing amount of money. She makes pace, uh, posting racy photos of herself. And I guess it's a big thing. And I, and I see teachers. I saw a couple of Missouri teachers that have quit teaching to go to OnlyFans to make money. And they're making ungodly amounts of money over there because men are stupid. Totally stupid. Men men are stupid. You men are stupid. We're all stupid. And and it's, uh, it's what's happening. So it's, there's that. That's in the news. <laughs> big news. Uh, let's see. That's just a random news today. You want to let's see what 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 looks interesting. Let me see what we got. We got this. We got somebody else dying down here of a heart attack. Prominent Brazilian influencer dead at 41 years old of a massive heart attack. Every day, somebody knows. You know, it, it's like it happens all the time. Here's this 41 year old healthy influencer. She's influencing Brazilians. Probably doesn't wear much. I don't know. And she had a massive heart attack. Young people having heart attacks. Have you been hearing this deal? All the time. And there was some other guy I saw. I don't know where the story is. He was a young dude at some health resort. He died of a heart attack this week. Young guy. Uh, so there's that. 
Let's see. Here's a guy that got an eye transplant. Is that interesting? <laughs> we're just we're just poking and going now because there's really nothing else to talk about. I, I don't know. It's, we're just we're done. We're done with the news. There's nothing else to say. Here's a guy that had a eye transplant. I'm sure it's exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, I tell you what. Let's do. Let's take a commercial break and let's uh, let's really look for some news. And we'll be back. 8.40 is our time. 20 minutes left to go. Yes, we got some news now. Are you ready? We got this story coming back with Paul Pelosi, Nasty's husband, and the hammer attack man. I haven't heard about that thing in forever. I guess it's just now coming to trial. Opening arguments are scheduled to commence today. No, Thursday. I guess maybe next week. Maybe this is from yesterday. I don't know. Anyway, David DePoppy. A California man who was captured on camera last year assaulting Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Remember that whole story? He's in his underwear. The cops come and they talk. And it's the weirdest story. I don't care how they spin this thing. It is absolutely bizarre. And But they are, they are spinning some weirdness going on here. I guarantee that right there. Oh, yeah. The government taking over the Internet. I'll go to my text line here. And I got, I got somebody wants to know about the government taking over the Internet. All right, so let's see. Let's let's this FCC internet takeover. Let's see what we got here in some news. I did see a little bit about this. Matter of fact, I think it was on Glenn Beck that was talking about this. The Daily Signal FCC internet internet grab. What the? What is this? Biden's plan for internet infrastructure sweeping FCC regulatory command and control. The Democrats have been in charge of Federal Communications Commission administrators for 12 years of the past 16. And now they want to do something, some kind of a power grab over the entire Internet. I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't know anything about this is why I can't really speak to it. It says, um, what is going on with all this? I mean, you can't just take over the Internet. I don't know what you can do. I guess you can. Yeah. It's all going to be about censorship, I'll bet you. They want to, you know, they want to control the narrative. Administration apparently concluded the FCC has never gone full command and control when it comes to regulating the Internet. So last month, the Biden administration, FCC, marching orders, blah, blah, blah. What's yet about how to high digital equity, they're calling it. Ah, yes, all in the name of equity. Boy, we need that and some diversity and some inclusion. For the first time ever, those rules would give the federal government a roving mandate to micromanage nearly every aspect of how the Internet functions, from how Internet service providers allocate capital and where they build the services that consumers can purchase, blah, blah, blah. Congress uh, never contemplated the sweeping regulatory regime that Biden asked the FCC to adopt, let alone authorize the agency to implement the plan. Nonetheless, here they go. They're doing it anyway. So I'm continuing to read and doing a little speed reading here. Never before in the roughly 40-year history of the public Internet has the FCC or any other federal agency, for that matter, claimed this degree of control over the interwebs. But now the Biden and the FCC and the idiots up there that want to do all this or what they want to do, take control. Anyway, I don't know. I gotta, we got to check out more of this, I guess. It gets worse. FCC reserves the right under this plan to regulate both actions and omissions. I don't even know what all that means. There's no path to complying with the standardless regime. 
Yada, yada, yada. This is a, a story from the Daily Signal, and it's long, and I can't read the whole thing. But it, it is something to look at, right? And so I, pr- I appreciate you bringing that to my attention because it is something else that we need to, we need to check on right there. All right? So thank you for reminding me that. Appreciate that a lot right there. Uh, Fayroy's in here. Good morning. He said he just got his phone working. Well, I was wondering about you, partner. Where you been? All right. Government takeover. All right. Okay, we got that. Got that. Got this right here. Marshila. You could read the promo about the meeting. All right, let me go to my email. Marshila's got a meeting. Something, something. Let me go. Let me go see what Republicans, local Republicans, having a meeting. Where is it? I know I got an email from you, Marshila. Here it is right here. Movie night. What is this? The documentary is uh, an hour and 50 minutes long, or is that one minute and 50 seconds long? So the general meeting will last until 8.30. I guess it's an hour and 50, all right? Um, please plan accordingly, and if necessary, feel free to leave right before it is ended. So we have a meeting coming up November 14th, which will be next Tuesday. You can't leave yet. You know that. Um, for the November 14th meeting, several requests to show the D- Dinesh D'Souza documentary, Police State. I've been wanting to watch that myself. And now it's going to be showing at the Republican Party, which is what it is. Every time they meet, it's a party. The threat to our basic liberties is a nonpartisan issue, so we encourage voters of all parties to attend. You Democrats are welcome to come, too. Doors open at 630. Now, this is happening in Oak Mulgee at the American Legion Building, 730 West 6th, right across from Randy's Foods. All right? The business meeting for the Repubs starts at 6 o'clock. This is a movie called police state. And I'm sure it's going to be interesting. Is the United States becoming a police state? Dinesh D'Souza believes so. And I believe Dan Bongino is a part of this as well. Well, I've been wanting to watch this and I'm glad you got that, that out there. That's going to be awesome. November 14th, everybody's welcome. So go and attend it. All right. Okay. Thank you, Marcia, for that. Appreciate that. So very much. You people can help me uh, do the program. It's awesome. All right, what do we got? 846, I got to take care of a little internal business, and we shall return. Don't go up. That's Boston right there. Hey, it's 847. It's Friday. We're still rolling. We're going to do it. We're going to make it all the way to the end of the program, I think. We're going to try. Hey, we're giving away $1,000 for turkey talk. Have you guys heard about that? Have you been listening to Detradio at all? Well, you should. Because uh, we're giving away $1,000. I don't know where we're going to come up with that money, but we're looking. And uh, if you want to donate. Anyway, that's going to be between 9 and 9.30 weekdays. Check out Tricia on Tradio. And uh, she'll tell you how to do it. you got to listen for the turkey, the goblin. We put corn out every morning and the turkey comes in and all that. So that's uh, that's coming up at 9 o'clock, 9 to 9.30. Okay. All right. All right. Let me see. What else have we got out here? And you people are... Sending me stuff. I smell the weekend meme coming in right here from Vicky. I know it. It's going to be beautiful this weekend too. I'm so disappointed though. My grass, I seeded it a week ago. Can you guys help me on this? All right. So I'm seeding fescue. Now I brought in two dump truck loads of topsoil. I mean, rich mix. It's got the doo-doo in it. It's supposed to be great soil. I spread it around. I went around and around and around and around on my little utility tractor. And I spread the seed, and then I was, did some more, and I spread some more seed. And I thought I would see it in a week. It's been last Friday, okay, was when I put the seed down for the first time. 
and then I put a second bag of seed down on Saturday. I still go out there and I see seed on top of the ground doing nothing. I thought by now I would see grass blades coming forth, resurrecting from beneath the soil. But no, does anybody know how long that takes? I thought it was a week. I'm so frustrated because I don't see any grass. I just see dirt in my backyard. So anyway, I don't know. It's frustrating and uh, not happy. The phone's ringing there. You got to be kidding me. All right. Dolores said the phones are ringing at the radio station and they're supposed to be ringing here to the brew station. I've got them forward. Maybe I'm trying to get right there. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Changes could not be saved. Let me refresh the interwebs here. I bet the FCC is already taking over. Biden trying to keep calls from coming in this radio station because they know they're going to be. All right. So, all right. So I tried try me again. If you wanted to call me. Uh, the phones were were jacked up. Now they're they should be forwarded. All right, give it another try. Thank you, Dolores, for the information. So Paul Pelosi, the guy is uh, he's on trial, facing attempted kidnapping and uh, assault. And his attorney said, "No, nah, he was just caught up in a conspiracy theory." It wasn't some gay thing going on. I don't know. It's bizarre what the whole deal is about. I don't know how that's going to shake out. Let's go to the phone lines. See if we can get them to work. Okay. All right. Stand by. Here we go. Come on. Talk to us. You're on the air. Uh, Brooke, is this Joe Caldwell? Yeah. Hi, Joe. Uh, today's the Marine Corps birthday, and everybody forgets about it because of Veterans Day. Now, I want you to shout out for the Marines. Was that is that today? I saw Scott Fettgetter post on that yesterday. I didn't know when. I thought it was yesterday. So it's today, the Marine Corps birthday. November tenth, Marine Corps birthday. Seventeen seventy five. I guess, yeah. Okay, well, we'll go with that. Just throwing that out there. Well, thank you. Shout out to you, all you Marines. Appreciate your call. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, Marine Corps birthday. Is that today? Uh. Let's just look it up. Marine Corps birthday, 2023, right here. We're going we're gonna to get the interwebs, search it. November 10th each year. That's right. Okay, so it was right here. Bada boom, bada bang. That's today. Thank you so much. The Marine Corps was birthed in 1775. Look at you, Brewer. Well, I have to admit, I saw that on Fetgetter's post yesterday. It's not like I just knew that. They didn't teach me social studies when I was growing up. It was all about emotional stability when I was in <laughs> 40 years ago in high school. I was just lucky to go to school sober when I was a senior. You know what I'm saying right now? I'm just kidding, Mom. I'm totally kidding. That's a joke. I almost never did that. <laughs> I did a real bad thing one time, though, in school. Should I tell you the story? I don't know if I should... Th- Put it out there or not. I was not very, I don't know. Probably not. I probably shouldn't throw myself under the bus like that. But anyway, happy birthday to you Marines. I salute you. All you Marines, all you service people, all you veterans. We love you. We appreciate you so much. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I really do. I really do. I, I don't know how the hell people cannot appreciate veterans. How does that happen? How do the veterans not get the most Preeminent treatment of any kind in our society. They should get the best health care, the best retirement, the best, you know, everything. They, veterans, they put it out there, man. 
How do they not get the best of the best of the best? Front seats and the, th- I mean, everything they should be, we should just treat them with such respect in our country because they put it out there, man. They put it on the line and, and, and I don't understand that. So anyway, we're going to, we're going to say we love you and all that. So anyway, so this Paul Pelosi attack, that's in court. Other news, brothels, serviced, elected officials, tech pharma execs, military brass. What is this? Elected officials, tech and pharma executives, military officers, doctors, and government contractors with security clearances were among the clients of pricey brothels around Boston and in eastern Virginia, federal prosecutors say. Say it ain't so. I can't believe it. You don't mean it. Those people are, I don't know, I guess so. It says the sex shop charged upwards of $600 per hour. Depending on the services requested, authorities said that's more than I make in a dadgum hour. Kidding me right now? You could have, Wow. Three people were charged in the case with conspiracy to coerce and entice to travel to engage in illegal sexual activity. Here's a story from CNBC. What is all this? What is this? What is sophisticated high-end brothels in greater Boston? Uh, uh, you know, bringing in the high-tech pharmaceuticals and doctors and military people. And uh, it doesn't say politicians, but uh, <laughs> you know. Pick a profession. They are probably represented in this case at acting U.S. attorney for Massachusetts, Joshua Levy. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Charge customers 350 bucks to 600 an hour. Appointments for sex workers allegedly took place in a high-end blah, blah, blah. Rent was as much as $5,600 for rent. Anyway, I don't know who what this is all about, but anyway, it's in the news. I'm just trying to give you guys some. Random news today. What else we got? Oh, I already did that story. Let me see what we got. I guess I got more. Got more. Beef prices hit a record high, $8 a pound. Anybody feeling that out there? $8 a pound, topping the previous of $7.90 was a record during the pandemic. The southwestern United States saw the lowest rainfall in 1,200 years during the 2021 season. Did you know they've been measuring that for 1,200 years? <laughs> How do they know that? Did they have rain gauges 1,200 years ago and then they, then they kept records? How do they know? I don't know. It reminds me of a story about how, how do it know. Um, there's this guy that was down in, in uh, New York City. And he was, he was asking people on the street, the greatest dimension of all time. He walked up to uh, somebody walking in the street. He says, excuse me, uh, sir, what, what, what would you say? We're doing a little survey here. What do you think is the greatest dimension of all time? The guy says, ah, electricity. It's got to be electricity. It's like, it revolutionized the planet. Yeah, that's probably right. It's probably right. So he goes up to somebody else. Excuse me, we're doing a little survey. What do you think is the greatest dimension of all time, madam? And she's like, well, I, th- I think it's got to be the wheel. It's got to be the wheel. The wheel's transformed American. Blah, blah, blah. The planet's like, yeah, the wheel's pretty, pretty awesome. And he goes up to another guy. He says, excuse me, sir. Uh, what do you think is the greatest invention of all time? Oh, boy, thought for a minute. He's like, well, I think it's most definitely got to be the, the thermos bottle. He says, you know, now what? Yeah, I think it's most definitely got to be the thermos bottle. Most best invention of all time. 
And he's like, the thermos bottle. Now, what, what makes that thermos bottle so so wonderful? He's like, well, he says, see, in the winter's time, I put, I put my coffee up in that thermos bottle right there, and I, it stay hot all day long. I said, well, yeah, yeah, I understand. But he said, but in the summer's time, I put my iced tea in there. It stay cold all day long. Guys <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's uh, that's what a thermos bottle. That's kind of what it does. He said, yeah, but how do it know? Where's my where's my? That's not it. Yeah, it says, how do it know? That's what he wanted to know. And that's uh, <laughs> whew. That's uh, that's a that's a true story. Right there. Anyway, uh, so Tony wants to know about my high school story. I know, I know, Tony would want to know my high school story. Let me see if we got any time for that. Okay, so man, all right, I'll, 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 I'll tell you the story. I guess real quick. So in high school, I was, uh, I was kind of a hoodlum. I don't know. I, I was back and forth. I was the best Christian man ever, and then I was the worst heathen ever. All within a six month period of time. I would I would get all fired up. I got saved when I was about fourteen, and then I'd go to Falls Creek and I get saved, and I get all fired up for Jesus, and I would I'd fall back and I'd backslide. The Baptists call it backsliding. I would backslide and I would kind of start drinking with my rowdy friends, and I'd get stupid and do stupid things. And it was one, upon one of those times that I had been inebriated a little bit. I'd been drinking. I was not smart. I went to a basketball game at the high school gym there in Sayre. It was the new gym. It was connected to the high school there, and I and I went to the gym, and I and I was just I wasn't playing basketball. I was just in the stands, and I was watching it. And I had evidently I'd had some alcohol in my system because what transpired next, which was I uh, I needed to go to the bathroom, and so I went, and for whatever reason, I probably get that I had too much alcohol. I didn't go to the main bathrooms that were in the lobby. I decided to go down the hallway, the dark hallway that was closed off. The doors were shut. And it, and instead of going to the bathroom down the hallway, I just turned the corner behind the door, and I just decided to let her go right there. I mean, I just walked into these hallways, door, and I turned the corner, and I started right there. I just went to the bathroom. <laughs> I just... You know, and and and, and lo and behold, <laughs> a teacher walked through those doors while I was facing the corner, and walked into the teacher's lounge, which happened to be just right there. See, I wasn't very smart. I'm still not very smart, but I sure wasn't very smart then. And anyway, so uh, uh, long story short, they called me into the office uh, on the following. Uh, week and asked me all about it, and I completely denied to the to, to, until today. You're the only ones that know, <laughs> know the story, and uh, I will still deny it if I'm called back into the office. Anyway, that was a terrible guy. That was my bad, bad story. You guys have a fantastic weekend. Thanks for putting up with me this just today. I, I appreciate you so much. It wasn't the best show ever, I know, but we'll uh, we'll work on it. All right, have a good weekend. We love you. Bye bye.